Hello. Dave here. Just a quick one before we start the show. Um, as always, we are running a number of fantasy leagues here at First and Ten, and we want you to be part of them. Um, we are raising money for Myeloma UK, and while there is absolutely no obligation to donate, uh, just you can say you can play our leagues with, for absolutely free. Anything you can do, we are so grateful for. Uh, myeloma is a form of blood cancer that is sadly incurable. Um, Say, so hopefully one day they can find a cure, but uh, anything you can give can help us work towards that cure. Say, so it's a disease that sadly affected my wife's mum, so it's close to our heart. Um, so yeah, as I say, anything you can give, I'm so grateful for. Um, what is more, anyone donating one pound or more will go into a draw to win a signed jersey. So, anyway, there's something in it for everyone. So, for a, a pound, you can win, yeah, a great signed jersey. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com slash fundraising slash fat ffb22. Um, say, if you can even spare 50p, I'll be so grateful to you. Um, so we have leagues from everything from Dynasty to Redraft Leagues with promotion and relegation um, to the Best Ball Cup that at the current time of recording has 30 leagues drafting. So, yeah, it's a pretty big competition. Um, so it's unlimited leagues and unlimited entries. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, just head over to our Twitter account. I say that's where you can find most of the uh, leagues. That is first and ten underscore or at first and ten underscore. Oh, our Facebook page, which is First and Ten, or you can drop me an email. That's Dave at FirstandTen.co.uk. Well, well, I hand over to the rest of the guys, maybe even me. A pair of jeans, a shirt or two. We didn't pack as if we weren't going back. It doesn't matter if it's true. I've got a feeling love will give us what we like. Is waiting up. The world is waiting half a step beyond our door. And if it's not enough, I wanna see the stuff the world has got in store. Uh, I wanna take it on and I'm falling. The cityscape by night, wanna catch in my photos. Where you go, every corner twice as bright. There'll be my treasures forever. When I can't hold you tight, I'll see the Stockholm lights, the Stockholm lights, the Stockholm lights. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first and ten season preview. Today, we're going to do the NFC East. You might know me from the Big Boo podcast uh, with my old mate Wes. Unfortunately, he's unable to join us today, but I have got Dave and Ash with me. You all right, guys? How you doing, Bodhar? Yeah, you all right? Yeah, good, thanks. Just, uh, I, I'm just to be honest, just want football back, but it's uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're nearly there. We are. So, uh, you might know Ash from uh, Chargers podcast, preview from First and Ten. And of course, Dave, uh, from across the First and Ten podcast network, he really is the, uh, I, I guess, the Steve Jobs to our Apple. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> if, if that's not too uh, much of a leap to make. Um, and so the so today we're going to be doing the NFC East. Um, seems a relatively... Uh, obvious place to start with the Cowboys uh they they you know division champions last year so knowing the NFCs they definitely won't be this year but might as well 
start with them anyway. Uh, Ash, what do you, what you reckon for the Cowboys this year? So, yeah, the Cowboys this year, I think um, last year they were the number one ranked in yards per game, points and turnovers in 2021. So, I mean, looking at that and seeing the off-season moves that they made, obviously no Mari Cooper now. I, I just don't know if I can see them getting not even anywhere close. I mean, their defence last year, Diggs's numbers for their interception rates were, in, were crazy. So it's like a one-off. And then obviously with the players that <clears throat> they haven't been able to keep offensively, I don't know if they're going to be able to get anywhere close to being a top 10 offence. So, I mean, trying to look at ways and means of how they're going to do that without sort of Amari Cooper, Gallup not being there. Are they going to put more emphasis on, on the run game, et cetera, that they have talked about? But I think that I'm not saying Dallas won't win the division. I just don't know if we're going to see the same Dallas as we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, so I get what you're saying, because obviously that defence is very big play or they're getting scored on, really. it's uh, There's so many plays last year where if Diggs is, you know, slightly, slightly more out of place, then he doesn't make the inception and then it's a big play for the other team. And and then obviously with the offence, it's interesting how you sort of take Amari Cooper out of that wide receiving group and suddenly it looks a lot weaker. Yeah. Because CD Lamb, CD Lamb is obviously a great receiver, but then after him, it's like Michael Gallup is the number two. It's not really the same one-two punch that you have with Amari Cooper and CD Lamb there. And then after that, you know, you've got the rookies. Is Jalen Tolbert going to be the guy there? And and you think, yeah, I mean, he could be great, but if if he's not better than Gallup, then it's not necessarily the same offense that was once feared. Yeah, I think I think it's tough with Dallas because I mean, on paper they look they still look a strong team, but I just always have worries about McCarthy with them. I just it just all comes back to that for me. Just so I don't know. Well, I mean, just, clearly Jones doesn't have full faith in him either because he's no. been flirting with Sean Payton more than a girl could wish for. It's uh, really, like, it's quite honestly quite embarrassing. Like, you're, you're still in a relationship, mate. Come on, you know, get a hold of yourself. I mean, it can only be a matter of time on that one, can't it? It's, uh... I mean, it basically just, it surely just depends on when Payton fancies coming back. If, you know, Jones, Jones really is as high as he wants as he is. And uh, he just wants him. Then you'd think, Cowboys, where else we go? And obviously, he'd have to give Payton full control. But you know, as uh, he's he's done it before and it's worked. Payton, Payton never strikes me as someone that wants to be at the spotlight for too long. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I don't think he's going to be away for forever. I don't think it's a permanent thing. So yeah, it can't be long. And I mean, he was linked with, with Dallas for so long, wasn't he? Even when he was in New Orleans. So and it can't be long. Yeah. I mean, with with well, we're going back to Mike McCarthy, like you said. I think it will be a critical year for him. Obviously, if if the Cowboys can continue on offensively like they did, or even get close to like sort of top five. I mean, he had thirteen seasons in Green Bay, and I just looked up, and ten of those were top ten offenses. So in ten seasons, he had a top ten offense in all of those. And then you think about some of the wide receivers he had early on. Obviously, with like you had Jordy Nelsons and um, like you said, Randall Cobbs and things like that, and he's done it. So when it started to tail off and they didn't really have all they had was um, Adams, they started to become more like, because they were just feeding one wide receiver, they were becoming more predictable. So their offense wasn't running at top 10. It was more like between sort of 20 and 25. 
So, I mean, that's a massive drop-off. But if you look at how the Cowboys are looking, they're going to be filtering targets towards one wide receiver. It's just CeeDee Lamb there. So I'm kind of a little bit concerned what the drop-off's going to be, if it's going to go from one to, say, could even be outside the top 15. But who's to say that that will be the case? And the Mario Cooper move is confusing anyway, because it is not only if you lost that number one receiver, you know, for, for the you know one-two hit with him and CD Lamb, but you also left yourself with twenty million in cap space. So it's like you can afford to pay him, but you've decided to just lose a number one receiver and not replace him with you know anything better. It feels like the window is sort of now as well, doesn't it? Like if you're if you're Jerry Jones, surely you think this is the time. Like go after yeah. it, and I mean, yeah, especially because div- yeah, especially because the division is pretty weak. So, like you said, they're they're pretty much the favourites. Over the last few seasons, they've been in the top sort of like two, probably over the course of the last five seasons. There's been like the Giants at one point, but then it's been mainly the Eagles that have really can be competing with them. So, it like you said, the time is now really for Dallas. Yeah, I mean, if only there wasn't the curse on the AFC East that there hasn't been a back-to-back winner since 2004. And uh, surely they would have had multiple uh, home playoff games in the last few years. But, you know, just one of those things has never seemed to happen for them. No, they're they're just a cursed team, aren't they, the Cowboys? (laughs) Speaking of uh, cursed teams and uh, one team that's managed to lift their curse relatively recently, the Eagles... Uh, they're probably favourites for the division. It, uh, at least they, there seems to be a lot of hype around what they've done in the off season. I personally would see them as favourites. Um, Dave, what do you reckon? Are you got them as favourites? I mean, for me, it's still the Cowboys. I just, even after all the moves they've made, I just still come back to just not being sold on Hurts. I, I just watch him, and I, I think it looks great in these games when they're big favourites or. It's a softer defense, but as soon as they play anyone half decent, I just really feel like he drops off, and I, don't, I just don't trust him. No matter what else is there, are there with him? But if he can't do it with this this group of receivers and what he's got out there this year, then I mean, I think for a lot of the quarterbacks in this division, it is make or break really. And I think he is just another one where I can easily see him being replaced this time next year, <laughs> like it, it, someone else being there. Yeah, it's one of those things where he started a full season now. And I'm still not really sure how good he is. It's like it's like you feel like after a full season of play, you'd have sort of an idea of the level he's at. But I guess I, partly being a heavy run offense and also partly um, having one of the worst receiver groups in the league, it's one of those things where how fair is it to judge him at this point, maybe? Yeah, it's definitely hard. Yeah, I mean, they were top, I think they were the top run offence at the end, the last, I think the, the second half of last year, when they realised that it wasn't quite working, throwing the throwing the ball around, and they were using Hertz, Sanders, and a few of the other guys like Boston Scott and stuff running the ball. So I can see it kind of being the same format. If that's a winning formula for them, then I can see it working. I mean, Nick Sirianni come over from the Chargers. Uh, he was wide receiver coach for them. So I thought that they would be more... Um, They'd be more pass heavy, but obviously now with the the, the draft pick last year, Devonta Smith, and now with the addition of AJ Brown, I think that you will see what you've got in Jalen Hurts definitely. Because I mean, they've got I think they've got three first round picks as well next year. So you're talking about a team that's fully loaded and being able to go and get a guy if they want to 
dabbling the QB rookies next year. And, and they can really see what they've got in Hurts because they've got, you've got AJ Brown, Smith. I mean, you've got Goddard and you've got pass catching running back. So we shall see in Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's a pretty strong yeah. group there, isn't it? <laughs> like... Really strong. Yeah, really strong. Yeah, I mean, if AJ Brown isn't the guy that makes you change to a pass heavier scheme, then I'm not sure who is really. Is uh... And, and, you know, if Jalen Hurts can't throw to him, then I think you've got, just got to say, okay, he's not the guy. Let's see what we've got. Because that's the thing. They've never been that um, high on him anyway. He was drafted in the second round. He never really, like, he never really got to fully take over for Wentz when he came in. And then last season, they've finally given him a starting position and then not let him throw the ball. So it's just one of those, like, if, if the Eagles don't have confidence in him, then who will? Yeah. I mean, they had... Jason Kelsey came back as well this offseason where everyone thought he was going to retire. So Jason Kelsey obviously thinks they've got a shot of winning something. So he wouldn't, I wouldn't don't think he would have come back for that reason. But I mean, defensively as well, why the, why the Eagles are, I think they still are second favourites just because I think the Cow, they, everyone knows what the Cowboys are, whereas nobody yeah. really knows what the Eagles are yet. But this Eagles team, what they did this offseason is pretty amazing. And, as, and even defensively, I mean, they got the big guy, Jordan Davis, in the, in the draft. Gobi Dean in the draft. They got Kaiser White over from the Chargers. They got Hassan Riddick, which was one of the better, best sort of like pass rushes this offseason. And then they went and got James Bradrias, who got released by the Giants. So, I mean, you're talking about some massive, massive players on defense, as well as the big one with AJ Brown on offense. So, you could argue this is probably one of the best teams an off uh, from an offseason point of view. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, James Bradbury there is the one that really stands out to me as a, a true lockdown corner. Um, you know, when you're going up against the main division rivals of uh, the Cowboys, you've got to have some way to stop CD Lamb. Yeah. And, and they got and Slay as well. Yeah. And, you know, and Bradbury is perfectly like in the couple of years he had on the Giants, he was easily the best defender in both his years there. He's, he's still, you know, top of his game. And he, I, I think he's the reason for me why they go from wildcard contender to contending for the division yeah. so i think if it's not this year they're in a really good spot going into like next offseason aren't they They've got a strong team that's probably not going to lose too much next offseason there's a lot of players that's sort of going to be around for a while now and as i said with them three first round picks if it's, if it's not this year then i mean next year they're going to be in a really good spot yeah yeah i mean that's you just look at you know I mean, is it the Giants, you know, just the two high first round picks, it it, it does look like a very different team. Um, on on some levels, like obviously, it's one of those things where you're building for a future. But when you when you've got those three first round picks, it would be it would be really interesting to see if they just use them as trade capital, and if they just say let's go and get someone because we can win now, because they probably can. I mean, next year looks like a good time to do it, doesn't it? If you're gonna, if you're ever gonna do that sort of thing, next year doesn't seem like a bad one. Some some good quarterbacks coming out. Yeah, yeah, supposed to this year. All right. Well, speaking of teams that need a quarterback, uh, well, they're probably going to need a quarterback in about a year's time. Uh, Commanders have just traded for Wentz from the Colts, but um, is he going to be any better than what they had last year, Ash? Well, I mean, last year wasn't wasn't great for Washington QB wise. Obviously, yeah. Taylor Heineke there. They, they did. They were hoping that it was going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, but that didn't last very long at all. Um, obviously, one game. Um, so they had the whole season with Heineke. His um, yards was three and a half thousand. TD was twenty and fifteen ints. So 
wasn't horrendous, but obviously nowhere near what you'd need to win that division. And then obviously the year before that, they had the experiment with Alex Smith and Heineke and Haskins and Kyle Allen. I mean, it, the list goes on just in the last two years, you've had six quarterbacks play. So just some stability, hopefully, is what Wentz will bring them in the QB that they'll get 16 games out of him. But if you look at the stats for, for Wentz over the last two years, they haven't been great. His interceptions were loads better in Indy, but I think that may be down to their offensive line that they had. So is this offensive line any better than Indy's? Probably not. But one thing they do have is they have better weapons. So, so you've got McLaurin, you've got Dotson there now, the drafty. So, and their run game is a little bit more better with McKissick and, and Gibbs and stuff. You've got more diversity as such, just relying on maybe Taylor when they had it in the, so we shall see, but I do think this could be one of the last hurrahs for Wentz because I think that there's no real excuses now. And then you're talking about QB that's had three different teams in three years. So yeah, it could be the last hurrah for Wentz. It's one of those things like, so you look at the Colts roster as a whole and they have one of the best rosters in the league. And then you have Wentz in there who almost kind of threw any chance of the playoffs away for them. You know, and you talk about some players have these highlight moments for whence it was very much the lowlights, you know, that interception where he tried to some he was about to be taken out for safety and tried to somehow make a hero play out of nowhere and things and the you know, multiple plays like that where he tries to do it all. And I, to be honest, I don't see that getting better with Washington because I feel like he is going to need to almost do it all because the, the team around him is so much weaker that he's going to need to do a lot more than just sort of be okay. And yeah. if and if he keeps going in that direction of trying to make a play on every down, then I can't see it going well for him. I mean, they've got some good players there, but I just don't think they've got like a Jonathan Taylor you can just hand the ball off. And I mean, there was times last year where the cops basically just went out the game, didn't they? They just hand it off yeah. to Taylor like just let Wentz just well basically do nothing just not make mistakes and I mean it's hard with Wentz isn't it because it doesn't feel like he's that long ago I mean that's the thing it's only what yeah. five years ago he was probably leading the MVP race when he went out with that injury and then yeah, 2017 yeah it was yeah now it just I mean he feels so far from that quarterback but I mean it felt like oh last year maybe that was a chance he had just lost a bit of confidence they'd get back in Indy but I mean they gave up on him pretty quickly haven't they it's not like uh yeah. i mean yeah it's tough with Wentz. i mean it doesn't really feel like there's much chance this is the big return but i mean you never know <laughs> the jags game last year where... like sorry bro. oh sorry it's one of those things where you just sort of seem to forget that you won a super bowl because technically you know he, he started most of the games that season for eagles he got them in that position and then obviously false took over and became the hero but uh it's like you know, he 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 was like you say he was, you know, arguably. I it's one of those things. I thought he was the MVP that year, but um didn't get it. And then, uh, uh, but you know, left his team a place to win a Super Bowl. So he, technically, that he is a Super Bowl winner. Yeah, I mean, they've been. I think that he tries to do too much, Wentz, and that's probably his worst downfall. That if you see him, he does a lot of scrambling around, tries to be Russell Wilson, tries to be Aaron Rodgers, and, and it just doesn't pay off. I mean, you saw that. You saw the game against the Jags on the last day where they had it was they had every opportunity to win that game, and they lost to the Jags, and then they're out of the playoffs. And that's kind of what you're getting, and maybe that's why the Colts just gave up on him so quickly because they knew that when push comes to shove and in the big games. 
just doesn't deliver. So, like I said, I think that, yes, in some respects, this is good for the Redskins, but more as a transition that they've they've had so much turmoil at QB that Wentz just coming in, and even if they play one season or two seasons with him, just gives them a bit of stability. And if I'm honest, in this division, a bit of stability might be enough to just nick that division with how how to and fro and it's been over the last few years. Yeah, I think so. Just one thing, Ash. I think we might have to uh, start putting pound coins in in a jar for every mention of Redskins. Uh, oh yeah. Just, um, <laughs> oh, you can do when you're just talking quick. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah so uh but yeah obviously you know the command is now a much better name obviously um <laughs> the uh, they're going to really go ahead and take command this year and uh take command of fourth place in the division i mean i think my main interest is if terry mclaurin can just get lots of yards for my fantasy team to be honest with you i'm not really too <laughs> bothered about the rest of it <laughs> they're not the most yeah. interesting of the teams that we're going to talk about this year are they i don't think yeah, I mean, apart from, you know, uh, Dan Snyder, then there's not really yeah. much to talk about them <laughs> yeah. as a team. Yeah, there's, there's too much to talk about there, to be fair. That could be yeah, exactly. his own show on his own. Just, you know, give us, give us more on the field, a bit less in Congress, <laughs> yeah. please. It's not very Washington, that, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so, if you know, get over the bottom of the division, let's move on to third. Uh, the New York Giants. Uh, I mean, so you know, new coach, new GM. Uh, I feel like I'm just repeating myself every year at this point. Um, it's Brian Dable and Joe Shane. You know, obviously, the both coming in from the Bills, very successful organization. They, they've built a team that are, you know, Super Bowl favorites for this year, and <laughs> there, there should be nothing but optimism. Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, this is the New York Giants. Um, we're going we're going into the the year with Daniel Jones as a quarterback. He, his rookie year hasn't been extended for the fifth year. I think that's a pretty damning indictment. You know, from the, right from the beginning of the year, you if it, 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 pretty much any rookie quarterback gets their fifth year picked up, and uh, when when that doesn't happen for you, I think you know your writing's on the door. It's a new completely new scheme he's going to have to adapt to and I and I think next year the New York Giants will be drafting a new quarterback um, Dave any optimism from your that you can give me I mean I'm quite optimistic because obviously as a Patriots fan I quite like it when things go wrong for the Giants um, but I mean, I mean if, if you've gone back to the end of last season and you'd said you have made these hires. I mean, I think that is quite a big step forward, isn't it? I think it's a big step up from what's been there the last few years. I mean, Gesselman was obviously interesting as GM. Um, but, I mean, I was never a big fan. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, at head coach, I think for me, it'd be, he'd have been my number one hire out of all the, all the coach available. So, I mean, if Daniel Jones is ever going to make it work, it's going to be this year, isn't it, really? But... I mean, yeah, surely they're drafting a quarterback this time next year. Well, not this time next year, but this time next year we'll be talking about that new quarterback and whether he can take him, take him on. Yeah, it's definitely the um, a much more uh, justified hire for a head yeah. coach going with the guy who mentored Joe, uh, Josh Allen into becoming an MVP candidate um, as opposed to the special teams guy in New England who <laughs> Bill Belichick said, trust me, he's the guy. Yeah. Um 
and you know it's and also you know you mentioned Gessman there he's that Nate's older contract still haunting us to this day and uh being the reason we had to cut James Bradbury in the first place so you know it's it's still a difficult year for the Giants I I personally see it as being a year of figuring out for Dayball and Joe Shane what they've got um, within the organisation and, you know, and get rid of Daniel Jones at the end of the year is how I ultimately see it happening and then draft someone next year. So I think I said before we start recording that in some ways, I think the Giants are in quite a decent spot where, I mean, Daniel Jones has a good year and he looks like, makes big improvements, then great, <laughs> give him a new contract. If he doesn't, then you can just move on and no one's really going to think much of it. It's quite an easy spot to be in. and I mean, no one's expecting them to contend straight away. So, I mean, I think there's not too much pressure on them, which is quite a nice spot as a first-time head coach, isn't it? It's uh, it's quite a good place to be. And, yeah, I think yeah, I think it was, it'll be a very different New York Giants this time next year. But, yeah, I, I, I don't have much hope for this year, to be honest. But I, I think there's uh, the future looks a bit brighter. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't see them. I mean, everyone was talking about when Josh Allen, his first rookie year, he looked a bit shaky, some TDs, it was questionable decision-making. Obviously, Jones' first year, everyone was like, oh, we might have something here. And then, obviously, if you see the parallels between Josh Allen and Daniel Jones in physique and everything like that, you you can argue that maybe Dabo looked at the job and thought, hang on, we've got some tools there to maybe work with and see what we got. But... Dabble's offences are completely different to what the Giants have been used to the last few years. I mean, you're talking about a Giants team that was throwing the ball 360-odd times and like Josh Allen last year to just pull it out with 646. So you're now talking about a team that's going to be throwing double the amount. So if you're talking about Daniel Jones throwing double the amount, I mean, you could see it being maybe a bit of a car crash situation. So I'm... I'm I'm really, really sceptical about how Daniel Jones will even look in this offence and that he might even be, because of Tyrod Taylor there, I think there might even be that he gets pulled in the year. Because, I mean, 22 million was that uh, fifth-year option. And I just think financially, business-wise, it just made sense not to do, not to give him that sort of money when really he's pretty unproven. Because even if the fr- they give him a franchise tag, it's not much more money than the, the fifth-year option. So they've still got a chance that, oh, actually he might surprise, blow us all away and we think, oh my God, Daniel Jones is a lot better than we thought he was. They can franchise tag him and it's still not be too bad considering what they had to just um, decline on the fifth-year option. So we shall see as well with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned dropping back twice as much. If we're doing that, uh, if we are doing that this season, that's twice as many times for someone to hit Daniel Jones in the face and knock the ball out of his hands again. It's, uh, you know, he spent a lot on the off- offensive line, though, to be fair. So it sh- hopefully should cut- start coming together soon. Well, this is the thing is, uh, hoping like, you know, Evan Neal is apparently, he- he's rated very highly. Um, Andrew Thomas has looked like improving. Uh, Matt Pert has looked okay in spells. Like there's, you know, th- there is, and obviously, you know, a couple of off-season's additions, and there's, and it, it in theory looks like it's going to better, but they're going to get better. I mean, but if you get a healthy uh, Barkley, then that that improves things as well. That takes a bit yeah. of the pressure off, but that's a big. Well, that, that again goes back to the offensive line. If uh, yeah. he's not getting hit within before he can take yeah. a step every time, then again, it'll be, but it's just uh, 
yeah, it's that offensive line. I believe it when I see it, when it's actually good, because it's been <laughs> terrible for so long that uh, I just refuse to believe that it is going to get better. And of course, you know, the, the defensive line is the same problem for years as well. Um, and hopefully Kayvon Thibodeau, the other top 10 draft pick, is hopefully some way going to go in the right right direction to fix that as well. Um, but obviously, you know, you can't just put everything on one guy. There are a couple of guys who look all right in the defensive line. You know, Zimenez has looked pretty good um, from what we've seen. But again, it's just one of those things where once the problem keeps on happening, you just uh, there's there's nothing that's going to make you believe it's fixed until you actually see it. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, so uh, and so I think that's everything. Uh, unless either you have anything to add, no. Hopefully, NFC East. No, that's it. Yeah, that's a wrap. And uh, so we'll see you in a bit for uh, some of our previews of all the other divisions. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye. pair of jeans, a shirt or two We didn't pack as if we weren't going back It doesn't matter if it's true I've got a feeling love will give us what we like The world is waiting up The world is waiting half a step beyond our door And if it's not enough 